Welcome everyone to the first edition of the Buddha Funk Sports Trivia Podcast with your host, Drew Sherrick. I'm here residing in Pacific Grove, California, and today we have two contestants to see who knows more about people who, on most occasions, play with balls. I have here today Alec Phillips and Chris Archer, two of my high school buddies from back in the day. Alec and Chris, introduce yourselves. Hello, all. Uh, this is Alec here, uh, currently residing in San Diego, California, uh, approximately seven feet away from Chris. We are in opposite rooms right now. And yeah, just enjoying the sun. Brilliant. You, Chris. Yeah. Uh, hey, everybody. Chris Archer here, also living in San Diego. Um, let's see. Athletic pedigree, since this is an athletic um, athletic podcast. Former three-sport varsity athlete, former two-sport varsity captain, uh, former club lacrosse, UCSB, most improved player. No big deal. Um, so, yeah, when it comes to sports trivia, kind of a menace. Hey, Chris, I know you have all the sports in common, but have you ever won the league? Because I have. I heard it was kind of a fluke this year. I mean, I can't help but uh, chime in here. I also agree it was a fluke, considering there was a uh, COVID-19 disjointed season. No, 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 no. I wasn't talking about that, Chris. I was talking about varsity sports winning the league in varsity sports, high school-wise. I know Liverpool won the title fair and square this year. Shut shut the hell up, Alec. We won it fair and square. We even essentially clinched it before COVID came into effect. But I was... I, I can't I can't help but uh but recall that a few years before you won the league the the team without you won the state championship. Um No, I'm just, I didn't say state. Sounds, I just said like winning the league. We won our local yeah, league. It, it sounds like you kind of moved backwards there a little yeah. bit. No, no, no. You, no, you, no. I said I didn't say state title. I said we won the league. Level. <laughs> no, 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 but they just, won the state title before that. So, Just you know. to clarify, I was on the varsity golf team for three seasons at Stevenson, uh, winning the league all three years of my three varsity seasons, um, something I don't think Alec or Chris can attest to in any other sport. So that's why I just had to come yeah, in yeah, there and yeah, sweep. Yeah, but, but that first year that you weren't on varsity, they won state. So again, I get it, that. it sounds like they, they kind of took a jump jump back once you join the team there. Hey, I All get right. that. I was just, I didn't bring up state. You did. I'll just say it. I won the league. You, and brought, you, guys up, you brought up the league. You brought up the league. I'm just, yeah. I'm just stating facts here. <laughs> All right. Touche. Anyways. So to get into this game right now. So who to thunk here is the format. We have four rounds uh, slash quarters in a way. And so the player with the most points at the end, of course, is the winner. Duh. Uh, each player is going to have two double troubles, and this will mean that a question can be worth double the initial amount of points, although the player has to declare a double trouble before the corresponding question is asked. But if the player misses the question, that player loses those amount of points at stake. So if you have a one-point question for a double trouble, if you get it right, you get two points, yet if you get that wrong, you get negative two points to your total. And so any other question without double trouble uh, depends on the round. Can range from four, one to four points, depending on the round um, at most. Actually, it's five rounds for the last, or let me double check that. Yeah, five, five points for the final uh, round. 
uh, which will be interesting. You'll get to see that later in the fourth quarter. So I am going to let Chris decide heads or tails for the coin toss. Uh, I'm going to go heads. Heads. All right. I'm going to go head. Heads never fails like the saying goes. It is tails. So Alec. Damn. Mm. Alec, you get to choose the first category. So both players are given two categories with clever clues that relate to the topic. The player who wins the coin toss, in this case, it was Alec. He will get to either play and choose the category first or defer to Chris and have Chris choose the category first. Once the category is chosen, the player will get five questions on the topic and will get a point for each correct answer. And if the player misses incorrectly, the opponent will get a chance to steal the points. So double troubles can be played during this, but you have to announce a double trouble before the question is asked. We're going to have two sets of these two categories for the first quarter. So there is an old saying. I like to do the saying for English football in particular, where a defensive back line is at sixes and sevens meaning there's just absolute disarray among the defense. So your two category options are six or seven. Alec, would you like to defer or choose the first category? Oh, Drew, we're going with seven. You're going with seven. All right, so seven. These are five questions about John Elway. Mm, okay. Who wore the number seven in during his time at both Stanford and Denver. Uh-huh. So, question number one. As well known by Denver Bronco fans, Elway led the Broncos on a 98-yard scoring drive late in the fourth quarter to force overtime in the 1986 AFC Championship game. But who was the quarterback he went up against? Oh, Drew, you're doing it to me right now. Uh, <laughs> am I allowed to just say pass? I don't know. I mean, Sure. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't have the slightest idea. I should have passed this category. All right, Chris. It means you have a chance to steal. Oh, shoot. 1986 AFC Championship game. John Elway against. Oh, man. I feel like we should be allowed some lifelines here. Um, My lifeline would be study up on. <laughs> I haven't studied up on John Elway in a while. Um, yeah, I've got no freaking idea. Well, you know the team he played against, right? It was the Browns, right? All right. I don't know who his quarterback was. <laughs> I don't know who the Browns quarterback in 1986 was, Drew. All right. <laughs> Both of you get it incorrect. Correct answer was Bernie Kosar. Oh, of course. University yeah. of Miami quarterback. All right. So Chris's football knowledge didn't fully come through there. So no points for either of you on that. Now, question number two for you, Alec. Earlier in his playing career, Elway led his team on another clutch drive in crunch time, this time setting up a field goal to take the lead for Stanford against fierce rivals Cal in November of 1982. Moments after the field goal, what well-known moment spoiled Elway's heroics? Who's this question for? This is for Alec. He chose the category. So the well-known play that led to that last-minute drive not no, mattering. Moments after the field goal, mm-hmm. late in the fourth quarter, there's a very famous play in college football. What is it mm-hmm. called? It spoiled John Elway's heroic drive. 
See, that is very clearly the miracle on ice, Drew. <laughs> Man, not enough college football knowledge. Um, Chris, I, I, I don't really look into John Elway that much, I'll be honest. <laughs> All right. I also, I also don't really follow college football. Um, yeah, so... Uh, it's a very it's it's an incredibly like famous play college over, football. It's, it's not the one where they're like running over the marching band is it that one what is it specifically called oh my god um pretty simple come on yeah Yeah. hey shut up you have a weak grip (laughs) (laughs) oh that was funny um it was the fuck i forget i forget all right it's just the play. It's just well known as the play, where the, all the laterals took place and kept oh. moving in the end zone, and the band is not in the field. That. So still, yeah, it's a stalemate after two questions. It. Still a stalemate after two questions. Now, question number three, Alec. Well, shit, I didn't realize this was AP sports knowledge. I thought it was going to start off being like, who is John Elway? And then escalate to specific games, not just like, <laughs> I bet yeah, I do research for John Elway. I don't, I don't take it easy. Fourth quarter. I want to, I just want, I'm testing your metal here. That's the point of this. I'm testing your metal. Six, Alec, you fucking idiot. <laughs> hey, man. You should have picked six. Who, who I really should person have. for six. Okay, I'm ready, Drew. All right, question number three. When L.A. finished his playing career, he held an NFL record that's now been surpassed by Brett Favre, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, and Drew Brees. What is that record? Um, is it most career passing touchdowns? Nope. Not hmm. quite. Chris, you want to steal? Uh, yeah, it's uh, most career passing yards. No, neither. It's career wins. Most career wins by starting quarterback. He finished his career with 148 of those. Brady now leads that total with 219. So it's just incredible like to think like John Elway, like right when he retires, like best quarterback probably you could make the argument greatest quarterback ever alongside Montana and then Brady just comes in with 219 of his wins. So that's pretty incredible to think about. All right. Still a stalemate. Question number four, Alec. The helicopter Mm -hmm. is the nickname for John Elway's eight-yard scramble for a first down when he spun sideways in the air after getting hit by two Packers in Super Bowl 32. What year did that take place, and who was Super Bowl MVP? Think about Elway's marquee teammates um, during the late 90s, the great weapons that he had around him. So to repeat, the year it happened and the Super Bowl MVP? Yes. Okay, I actually know one of those. It's it's, it's 1997, correct? Ooh, not quite. Not quite. Oh, oh man. <laughs> then it had to have been maybe 98. Yes, and who was the Super Bowl? Well, he doesn't get two fucking guesses here. Oh, I very much do. I very much do, Chris. You should have called Tails on the coin toss. 98 <laughs> was the possibly John Elway? No. Chris, well, do you I want to guess? <laughs> Chris, you have a chance to steal. Uh, so 1998, and then, oh, I think I know. There's the running back, right? 
Um, What's his name? Oh my goodness. This is going to kill me. Um, Fuck, I can't remember. All right. Correct answer was 1998 and Terrell Davis. Terrell Terrell Davis. Davis. Absolute Bronco legend. Right? Absolute Bronco legend indeed. So for question number five, it's a pretty hard one. And so I'm going to change it up. It's a hard one. (laughs) I'm going to change it up for question number five, just so we get some points on the board. I'll mention the fifth trivia question after, but who was John Elway's coach when he won Super Bowl 32? Oh, uh, it's Mike Shanahan, right? That is correct. Alec takes the lead. Oh my God! One eat shit. To nothing. <laughs> That's a good call. That's a good call. My initial fifth question was going to be: um, John Elway is the only player in NFL history to throw for at least three thousand yards and rush for at least two hundred yards in seven consecutive seasons. Oh. Seven straight years that he's done that. That's going to get broken, though. Yeah, like probably if Lamar keeps it up, who knows? That's the only person no, I think him or that's going to be Russell Wilson probably. Oh, yeah, that's true. Russell is in had some years too. I don't know how many consecutive years he has in his belt with that total though. I'm, we'd have to look it up. So, Chris, that leaves you with the category of six, and six is five sports questions regarding Drake. Oh boy, <laughs> Drake. <laughs> Like Drake, like yeah, Drake, like Drake. Just the rapper Drake, the artist. Yes. Oh my God, Drake, Drake. Okay. All right. Question number one, Chris. <laughs> Who are the two NBA players in which Drake has both the name and number tattooed on him next to each other? Um, I'm gonna say. Vince Carter and Tracy McGrady. Mm, wrong team. Alec, you want to steal? Really? Steph Curry and Kevin Durant. That is correct. Alec leads to nothing. Uh-huh. He's such a bandwagoner, dude. What the <laughs> He literally has the, the copper plate font and the curved arched name, like the jerseys on the back. Literally, the name and number next to each other. He's a part-time or like a part owner of the Raptors, isn't he? I feel well, like ambassador. He's a brand ambassador, technically. That's his. And he's from visit. Toronto, and he was rooting against the Warriors in the finals. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's. Who's a more weird. loyal Warriors fan, Drake or Drew Sherrick? I think Drake. All right, maybe I want to subtract points for that. Um, I'll seriously <laughs> consider subtracting points for ah, that. Suck it. All right, question number two, Chris. In Drake's song Six Man. He's well known for saying sixth man like Lewell, a phrase you'd appreciate as a Clipper fan. There's one other NBA player mentioned in that same song, though. Who is it? Dude, you know that I don't know rap music. Um, this could literally be anyone. Um, who would Drake say? In conversation about Lou Williams, maybe. Um, I don't know. Allen Iverson. I feel like he's come up in a number of rap songs. So, Unfortunately, that is incorrect. Alec, do you want to steal? Uh, what song is it again? Six Man. 
Uh, I'm going to go with the best six man in the league, Bogdan Bogdanovich, obviously. <laughs> Unfortunately, that is incorrect. It's probably correct... Manu, isn't it? No, the correct answer is DeMarcus Cousins. Oh, baby. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> King of legend. So the song, yeah, six man like Lou will. And then later on he goes, I might go to Marcus Cousins out in pub. Like, in that same song. That was more of a lyrical test than anything. Just a knowledge of the lyrics. Yeah, it's not a sports question. Come on. But it's sport. But they're sports players. They're basketball players. True. These are sports yeah, questions. Personally, I think you're doing a great job. Can I have my point back? A... No. It's still too no. young, Alec. <laughs> no, you will not. <laughs> All right, question number three, Chris. Hours after the Champions League final last August, Drake surprised what rising star had left back for Bayern Munich by following him on Instagram. Uh, is that David Alaba? No. Rising mm-hmm. star. Mm-hmm. Alec, you get a chance to steal this. Of course is, you can get this. Is it the Canadian nationalist himself, Alfonso Davies? Ding, 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 ding. Yes, it is. It is 3-0 to Alaba. Oh, Chris, I'm running away with it. It's an amazing story, by the way, him. He came from a refugee camp in Ghana and emigrated to Canada when he was five. Pretty amazing. All these soccer questions are just going to favor Alec heavily. All right, but you might know this one, Chris. I've done research. Question number four. Where did Drake recently film his most recent <laughs> music video for his hit, Laugh Now, Cry Later? Now, why the hell would I know that? I've never it's even sports heard related. that song or it's seen sports- the video. It's sports-related. It's sports related. Well, I mean, any city could be sports related if there's a sports team. But it's a specific. Um, I will. I'll put it this way: it's a specific location. It's a big campus of a major company. Okay. Um, Anyways, yeah, I have no. I have no fucking idea. All right. <laughs> All right, Alec. Do you want to steal? Is this the Nike World campus? That is correct. Four nothing, Alec. Oh, Chris. I'm, so, I'm sorry, sir, but you asked for the city in which he filmed it in, and that no, doesn't No, 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 I specifically is. said it's a campus of a major company. No, 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 but you said what, what city was it filmed no, in, did you? I said where did – I didn't say city. I said where did Drake recently film his most recent video, music video? I didn't specifically say city. Okay, is it yeah. the Nike World World Headquarters in Beaverton, Oregon? Yeah, I already gave you the points, but – Suck it, Chris. Uh, these stupid questions are not what I signed up for. Oh, Chris, want- you're just getting torched right now. All right, question number five, Chris. I don't know, that. <laughs> I don't know this shit. I've never listened. I've never seen a Drake music video in my fucking life. Oh, uh, he's so salty. All right, question number five. <laughs> when Drake hosted the 2014 ESPYs, he performed a comedic skit where he tried to woo what current WNBA star? Current WNBA star? Skylar Diggins? That is correct. Chris is on the board. Oh, uh, there we go, baby. Yeah. <laughs> that is correct. Chris finally on the board with that. I, I mean, Finally. I just, I love those ESPYs. I, I absolutely guess that because I think she's pretty hot. She is. She is pretty hot. But no, that was, those were just fun ESPYs. <laughs> Like it was the, the side pieces and like, with Brian. Yeah, I love the SPs. I love that was that was SPs. hilarious. I thought. All right, so after the first round, or I should say, the first portion of the first quarter, Alec leads four to one. Now, our next two categories, 
Uh, and this time, Chris will have the first choice of these two categories. Obviously, we know Queen's song, We Are the Champions. And I can mm-hmm. say that proudly as a uh, Liverpool fan just winning the Premier League. So that was brilliant, too. So, Chris, would you like to choose one of these two categories? You can either choose We Are or The Champions. Drew, I swear if The Champions is all about Champions League, I'm going sh- to come back to PG and kick your ass. Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with We Are. All right, We Are. These are five questions on Penn State football. Oh, my God. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me, Drew? What are you, what are you doing? Just spending time on Wikipedia hey, so you can one-up hey, us? we here? are. We are Penn State. That's the chant. I mean, I'm very it, comfortable. It could have been we are Marshall, right too. We oh, are man. Fox Sports. I really should have gone with champions because I know Alex going to crush the champions section. All Fuck. right. Anyways, question number I mean, there's one. There's definitely a correlation. Chris, I think you'll get these, though. Question number one. This former backfield dweller for the Nittany Lions is responsible for completing a miraculous play involving a collision in the secondary in an AFC championship game. AFC championship game, a miraculous collision in the secondary. Former Penn State player. This happened against the Oakland Raiders. The Oakland Raiders haven't been in a championship game since like 15 to 20 years ago. Um... Any yeah, guess? Pass. Pass. Yeah. Alec, would you like to steal? Uh, I have no idea, Drew. I'm sorry. All right. Well, Chris, you might be regretting passing because Franco Harris was a former Penn State Nittany Lion <laughs> who completed the immaculate reception. That was the play I was referring to, indirectly referring Franco, to in a way. Franco Harris wasn't a part of the collision. Well, no, it involved a collision. <laughs> the play involved the collision. Is this? But you know what, Chris? I think I, you can claw it back with these questions here. Question I don't know anything Chris. about Penn State. I don't follow college football. Anyways. Should research. Anyways. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to pull up. I'm pulling out my phone. I'm just going to ask these questions. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, Turn on your webcam then. Uh oh. <laughs> Just ask the damn question, Drew. All right. In a crucial Big Ten matchup at the Horseshoe against Ohio State in 2017, this Penn State star took the opening kickoff 97 yards to the end zone to silence the Buckeye faithful. Who was it? Saquon Barkley. That is correct. Chris has his There's second no point on the board. Oh, I was like the only guy I know from Penn State. All right, here we go. Question number three now. Chris may be making a comeback. The Carolina Panthers made their first ever draft pick in their franchise's history on this highly touted Penn State quarterback. Uh, Jake DeLome. Jake DeLome is incorrect. Alec, would you like to steal? Okay, this is really random that I know this, but I was I was looking at Panthers draft picks when I was looking to slander them when Cam Newton left. Is it Kerry Collins? That is correct. Oh <laughs> that's my God. Right to two. That's what is this Slumdog Millionaire? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I found out that's... Kerry Collins was a, was drafted by the Panthers along my along my journeys. 
Yeah, to to slander the Panthers for not supporting Cam Newton with an offensive line. Yeah. Very normal. <laughs> Very normal. Question number four for Chris. After Joe Paterno was dismissed as head coach in 2011, which current NFL head coach became the next full-time head coach for Penn State? Here's another hint. He is also the director of football operations for his current NFL team. After Joe Paterno... Um, I really should know this one. Um, I'm going to go with, it's got to be a younger guy, I, I think. So he's, he's now a head coach and a director of NFL operations, football operations. Yeah, he's the GM. Um, He's the GM. Well, he's a he. He's like Belichick. Okay. Um, I can hear my voice in the other room now. Is that really what I sound like when I think? He's um, buying time, Drew. Starting time, <laughs> Chris. I'm gonna need an answer in about twenty seconds. That's all I'm giving you. About twenty seconds. Shit. Uh, roughly. Yeah, I don't know. All right, Alec, you want to steal? Uh, is it Bill O'Brien? That is correct. Alec did six to two. Really? Yeah. Alex Bill on O'Brien. his phone. No chance Alec's not on his phone. Pull up your camera. Yeah, Alec, I'm gonna you know what? For the remainder okay. of the game, you know, I'll put, <laughs> put on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> There's no Chris, new Bill O'Brien. I did Chris, didn't know that. I need sure yours on too. You. You did mine on too? I clearly yeah, I, I am wanna... not cheating, considering the results that have been going on. All right. Question number five, Chris. See if you can end this on some sort of high note. Fifth question. Speaking of Paterno, how many wins did Joe Pa earn as head coach of Penn State? And I will give you for full credit within 20 wins of the correct mark. Within 20 wins, I'm going to say 140. That is not within 20. Alec, do you want to guess? Fuck. <laughs> okay. I'm going to logic my way through this. So. Please logic. That takes the fun out of it. That's why you're losing. Um, so if he, had, if, he coached for like, if he coached for like 20 seasons, maybe more, maybe like 25, like 16 games per season plus a bowl game. Do you think he could get up to like 400 wins? Is that even possible? You tell me. Uh, Chris, what do you think? Do you think he could have gotten 400 wins? He only guessed one Clearly, second. I don't know shit. I mean, like, realistically, do you think he could have gotten 400 wins, Chris? No. Okay, I will, I will go uh, 350. 350 isn't within 20 as well. He actually did oh. earn 409 career wins Chris. at Penn State. If I'm not getting this shit, nobody is. I was going to say 400 too. I don't know. I don't know anything about college football. I, I've never followed it. So after that category, Alec leads six to two. Six now to we two. move to Alec's category, which is the champions and needs mm. are five questions on the UEFA Champions League. <laughs> I'm so fucked. Question number one, Alec. I'm going I'm going to get another beer. 
Question number one. <laughs> Real Madrid have won the most European Cups over their history. How many do they have? 22? Nope, not that many. We need a rate for Chris to come back with his beer or his bubbly. <laughs> I can still hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you, yeah. I had two numbers in mind, and if it was the other one I had in mind, I'm going to be upset. Chris, you have a chance to steal uh, this question. The question is, Real Madrid have won the most European Cups over their history. How many do they have? Chris, say 18. <laughs> you were playing mind games with me. Um, 18, Chris. I'm going to say 18. 18 is incorrect as well. They only have 13. <laughs> they have a record 13 <laughs> European Cups. Uh, I don't care. Every question you get wrong in this section is a win for me. So, oh, cool. Alec, question number two. Uh-huh. Which player leads the Champions League in all-time appearances? It's hmm. a very hard question. Um, is it Buffon? Buffon is incorrect. Chris, would you like to have a little crack at it? Lovely. Oh, well done. Ew. That's lovely. <laughs> that shit was fizzed up. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> shit happens, man. Um, most Champions League appearances all time. Are we talking individual like matches or most times getting to the Champions League? Well, most Champions League appearances in the actual proper competition. It doesn't just only have to be the final. It's just overall Champions League appearances all time. Okay, I'm going to say, and this, this is going to be a real non-soccer fan guess, but I'm going to say Wayne Rooney. Rooney is incorrect. Correct answer was Iker Casillas, 177 all-time appearances. Really? Cristiano Ronaldo, keep in mind, is only seven behind him, so probably after next year's competition, uh, Ronaldo will be the all-time leader in Champions League appearances. He'll only need eight to yeah. surpass Casillas. I knew it had to be a goalkeeper. I just had those two in mind. I went yeah. move on. Casillas, the World Cup winner in 2010 as well. All right, Alec, question number three. This is a question that I particularly like. On a crisp oh. summer's night in Istanbul in 2005, Liverpool came back from a 3-0 <laughs> deficit to win the Champions League final on penalties. Captain Steven Gerrard begun the comeback with a thumping header in the early portion of the second half, followed by two quick goals from Vladimir Schmitzer and Xabi Alonso. Who did Liverpool defeat that day? It was AC Milan. That is correct. Alec is now up 7-2. to two. Question number four. Speaking of comebacks, Liverpool's arch rivals, Manchester United, managed to pull off a miracle of their own in the 1999 Champions League final in the Camp Nou. United were 1-0 down against Bayern Munich, headed into added time, until the Red Devils scored twice <clears> in that <throat> period to break Bayern's hearts. Which current manager scored the second winning goal? Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. That is correct. Alec leads 8-2. to two. I've never even heard of these fucking people. <laughs> <laughs> and the last question of the round, question number five. This country has the longest streak of European champions from 1977 to 1982 and the longest streak of runners-ups from 2006 to 2009. Wait. wait so, so what country has what the most runners-ups? Exactly. Okay. What country? Like what country's league? Uh, is it Italy? Italy is incorrect. Chris, do you want to poke a guess at this? Oh, There's man. only really three to choose from. 
The country. I am only asking for the country. The country. What were the years again? European champions from 1982 and European champions 2009. European champions from 1977 to 1982 and the longest streak of runners-ups from 2006 to 2009. Whew. Um, I'm going to say France. France is incorrect as well. The correct answer is England. Liverpool. I was going to say England. I thought that was yeah, too Liverpool easy. won that won three times in that span with Nottingham Forest winning twice and Aston Villa as well in a six-year span, six-season span, I should say. And the runners-up through 06 through 09 were Arsenal, Liverpool, Chelsea, and Man United. So no points mm-hmm. there. After the first quarter, Alec leads 8-2. to two. That's only the first quarter? First quarter, 8-2. to two. Okay, plenty of time thoughts? to come back. Yeah, there's a lot of time for a comeback. Is there an intermission in this, Drew? Halftime. We have oh, half-time. yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. This is a sporting event. Let's yeah. go, Drew. I'm ready. Second quarter. So this round second quarter format will be Who Am I? So both of you will take turns being asked four clues about a specific athlete. If you get the athlete correct after one clue, you get four points. After two clues, three points. Three clues, two points, and so forth. Each person is going to be asked about three athletes for this round, and double trouble rules are still applied. Both of you still have two double troubles to play, and this is an interesting round to play because you could play double trouble before the question is asked and get eight points max or lose eight points max depending on whether you guess it and get it wrong without further ado chris is trailing eight to two at the moment and we will start then with chris having the first athlete to guess clue number one chris i was born in the washington heights section of manhattan in 1975 but thanks to my parents being dominican immigrants I once played for the Dominican Republic in the World Baseball Classic. New York, Dominican Republic. I'm going to say David Ortiz. David Ortiz is incorrect. Alec, you now get the second clue and the chance to steal. Can you repeat the first clue with it too? Yes, I'll repeat the first clue. Um, and Chris, you don't have to guess after the first clue. Just a reminder. You can always say pass and go to the next one. Oh, uh, I thought. Yeah, yeah it's like okay. it's clue after clue. So, Alec, the first mm-hmm. clue was I was born in the Washington Heights section of Manhattan in 1975. But thanks to my parents being Dominican immigrants, I once played for the Dominican Republic in the World Baseball Classic. The second clue is in 1996. I won the American League batting title with a career-best 358 batting average, but I finished second in AL MVP voting. Pass for the next one. The next clue. Next one, yep. Clue number three. I'm considered to be one of the best left infield players to ever live, but I got caught up in some controversy regarding my use of steroids late in my career. Sammy Sosa? Nope, that is incorrect. Does it come back to me now? No, you guys both had guesses. It's uh, A-Rod, the correct, right? the, Yep, the correct answer was A-Rod. Okay. See, I, I didn't guess. The fourth, que- the fourth clue, which if you had... <laughs> no idea A-Rod played left field. <laughs> left infield. Left infield, oh. That's left what infield players. Infield, he played both. Field, I would have guessed, man. Shortstop. 
He played both shortstop and third base during his career. The fourth okay. clue would have been my wife performed a kick-ass halftime show in Super Bowl 54. Hence, I think that was the, the sure game. Okay. All right. So this time, Alec gets this uh, clue first. Indeed, I do. Here we go. Clue number one. In 1970, I won the Heisman Trophy at Stanford and took the Cardinal to its first Rose Bowl since 1952. Next question. I am the first player of Hispanic heritage to be the first overall pick of the NFL draft in its history. Say Hispanic heritage? Yes. Next clue. Only if Eli Manning becomes enshrined in Canton, I'm the only two-time Super Bowl winning quarterback that hasn't been inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, next clue. Last clue, I won my two Super Bowls with the Oakland and Los Angeles Raiders under coach Tom Flores. Pass, I don't know. Correct answer was Jim Plunkett. Yep, didn't know. <laughs> that was the tough one. You didn't get a tough chance one. there. But I also didn't know. It was, it was Alex clue, so he was safe. See, that's the safe play there. So if you pass on all, all of them? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Next one. For, this is for you, Chris. I was one of the most lethal wide receivers in the league as I received all pro honors for back-to-back -back seasons in 2005 and 2006. Next question. Next prompt. Yep. I once kept a checklist of week-by-week -week matchups against my opposing cornerbacks. Quarterback cornerbacks? Corners, yep. DBs, okay. Um... You said 2005, 2006, he was all pro? All pro honors, yeah. Next question. I've once played alongside two great perimeter threats in Terrell Lowens and TJ Hushmanzada. Uh, this is Chad Ochocinco. That is correct. Alec gets, or excuse me, Chris gets two points for that. Uh, it is now eight I was, to four. I was going to guess him after the second one, but I had to really make sure. You had to make sure for that. Love that play from Chris. <laughs> it's a good play. Now it's eight to four, Alec, and this is Alex athlete. Clue number one. I was once a cover athlete for the NBA Live series coming off my third consecutive all-star selection. Interesting. Interesting. Next next one. During that three season span, I was one of the perennial scoring guards in the league, as I averaged twenty seven point seven points per game, yet I never led my team to the conference finals. Okay, next one. Despite being a second-round pick in the 2001 draft, I made a name for myself of becoming the NBA's most improved player in the 2002-2003 season for Golden State. Hmm. Next one. Last clue. My well-known nickname, Agent Zero, became a testament to my abilities to hit clutch shots late in games while wearing the number zero especially in the District of Columbia. I just know that if I get this wrong, you're going to come through the computer and <laughs> in the face. <laughs> Baron Davis. Who? Baron Davis. Baron Davis is not the correct answer. It was Gilbert Gil Arenas. Gilbert Arenas played for the Wait, Warriors? He, he got it wrong. He Do I not get a guess? No, the, all four clues were... All four clues were asked. You got it wrong, though. 
All for clues were asked. Uh, Sorry, Chris. Uh, come on. All right, Chris, you get a soccer one, but you may get it. <laughs> Clue number one. Uh, I once captained my national team to its first ever FIFA World Cup qualification in 2006 and am my country's all-time leading goal scorer. Next question. Two years prior to that, I was transferred to a Premier League side that spent a then club record of 24 million pounds. I also went on to win both the Premier League and the League Cup that season. David Beckham? No. Alec, now this is your chance. Clue number next, three. Next clue. Next clue. After winning one more Premier League title in 2014-15, I ventured out to play in the MLS for the Montreal Impact. Pass on this question. And the last last clue. I'm best Thanks. known for being the hero for Chelsea in the 2012 Champions League final by scoring uh, a late equalizer uh, and scoring the winning penalty to give my beloved Blues its first European Cup. Didier Drogba. That is correct. I'm really happy I waited for that last one. <laughs> Alec leads nine to four. He only gets a point for guessing on the final clue. And the last one, this is for Chris. Clue number one. I get my nickname, the Miami Greyhound, from my basketball career at the U. Next question. Can I say something to Chris? Yeah, go ahead. Hey, Chris. Yeah. I know who the Miami Greyhound is, so you better you better you better figure this out. <laughs> Clue number two: In the 1966-67 season, I claimed the NBA scoring title by averaging 35.6 points per game, and I'm the youngest player to score 57 points <laughs> a game at 21 years old. 1966-67. Yes. Next question. Before winning an NBA title in 1975, I won an ABA title in 1969, both championships coming from teams in the same state. Say that, say that again. Before winning an NBA title in 1975, I won an ABA title in 1969, both championships coming from teams in the same state. Next one. And the last clue, my unorthodox underhanded free throw style helped me lead the league in free throw percentage on seven separate occasions. It's what Warriors fans best know me for. Rick Barry. Rick Barry is correct, and that'll only get you a point, though. So, we are at halftime. It's halftime. The score is Alec 9, Chris 5. Do we have some thoughts? I just really don't see if you're being 100% honest with me. Like, no lying, not trying to wind anyone up here. I don't see how you could possibly think it's not Lakers in five here. For the for the Rocket series? Yes. Are you thinking sweep? I'm thinking Lakers in five. Oh, Lakers in five. Okay. Yeah, so I, you... could see it, I could see it being very similar to the Portland series. Rockets come out really aggressively, steal one in the first game. While the Lakers are kind of doing the whole we're figuring you out thing and then just bang out four straight. I have an interesting feeling that this could be the type of series where they'll get two games at most. So, and you look at like, yeah, game one in particular, I'm actually game two because I think they're gassed after that game seven. 
I don't think gave yeah. any chance tonight against, or I should say Friday night tonight against the Lakers in game one. Uh, they're just totally gassed and they're just mentally exhausted and drained from that intense ending to that game. And yeah, I think, I think they take either game two or three and then they'll take game five, but then the Lakers will win in six. That's my sort of feeling in the way I think things will pan out. Um, there will be nights where Anthony Davis won't be at his best in switching onto those fast players, especially if Tucker gets to the wing and say Covington sets a screen like PJ and when Harden drives to the rim and Westbrook drives to the rim, like there will be nights where the mismatches will happen. But overall, Anthony Davis and LeBron, I think will be too much for them at the end See, of the day. I just, I find it interesting because I think the Rockets' strategy kind of takes the Lakers' strengths out of out of play. I know that's generally what a strategy is meant to do. Yeah. No, no, no. But usually <laughs> you can't actually do it. You know, with the Rockets doing this whole unorthodox guy lineup, where they just shoot as many threes as anyone ever has in history, and um, I think like the Lakers' bigs are going to largely be taken out of this game. And if you look oh, at yeah. how they played against, if you look at how they played against each other in the regular season, like the Rock, the Lakers outrebounded them by like twenty-five, but then the Rockets won. So it's it's a series that's kind of hard to predict because one, like nothing like this has happened before, where it's literally the smallest team in the league versus the largest team in the league. <laughs> so it'll be it'll be interesting. My thing is. And this is to the credit of Mr. Sherrick's Warriors. I've observed over the years. And Drew, tell me if I'm wrong here, please. I've seen the Rockets, when they're much better than the, this Rockets team this year, I've seen them consistently choke things away and underperform in the playoffs, specifically against the Warriors. There have been numerous times where I've looked at the Rockets playing the Warriors and be like, this Rockets team is playing much better. They should win this game. Well, may I remind you about Game 7 in the 2018 Western Conference Final, where exactly 27, oh, yeah. 27 consecutive threes were missed. And to me, that was just a big part of not having Chris Paul on the floor, is that extra, not only leader, but also perimeter threat as well. He was shooting incredibly well from three that whole series, which is why he was just a pain up our asses that entire time. I but, also think that Russell Westbrook is going to be an absolute hell versus the Warriors. Or not the Warriors, the Lakers. Lakers. If I think of the best team in the league, I think of Warriors. Sorry, it's the Lakers now, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, Whoa. <laughs> Let's not throw the B word around here and say best no, team did. in the league. I just no. did because they have Mr. LeBron James on that team. And as a member of the Clutch Mafia, I, as, I, as I remind you, I'm contractually obligated to say they're the best team in the league. All right. <laughs> Can we take like a five minute break? I need to go to the bathroom. All right, fine. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. I think if the Rockets are going to have any chance, though, Westbrook needs to show up. Well, it's, you know, what's interesting about Westbrook is, you know, he, in a way, he can become that anti analytical player, which I think the Rockets do need as much as Maury's system is all about threes and only points in the paint. Cause I think Russell's mid range shot has drastically improved over I'd say the last year or so and game seven, he was holding his own in that third quarter and pulling up for mid range. I think he's got to continue to do that because that I think will put the Lakers defense in an awkward 
situation, you know, oh, is Russell going to drive to the basket? It's one of those isolation moves that he has where he'll just stop at about like the top of the key and, and just drain a mid-range shot. That's his go-to. That should be a big um, asset that Westbrook needs to utilize, I think, tonight. See, if I were the Rockets, I'd be running high pick and rolls with Westbrook handling the ball and Tucker setting the screen all day. Because, and I've always thought this about Russell Westbrook, it's like, that dude can get by anybody if he just runs straight. Yeah. He can take Anthony Davis's shot blocking out of the equation with his explosiveness, I think. Um, and that's not to take anything away from Anthony Davis because he's obviously really fucking good. But I, I wouldn't sleep on the Rockets this series. That's my spicy take of the day. And look, I think there are some, I think there's like lines out there for the Rockets of like three to one to win the series as the underdog, the plus 300 around there. Um, I think if it was like six to one, I think some people would put some action on that. Um, but I think it'll be interesting. And tonight we're going to find out how the, the tone in the series is set. But halftime break is over. We are back in action. Alex leads. Can I have one? I want a brief quote from you, Drew. I need an opinion from you. All right, go ahead. Okay. And it's probably not what you think it is. Chelsea, they sign Timo Werner, Zayek, Kai Havertz officially today, might get Saar from Watford. Do they intimidate you at all? No. We have the okay. best system and best coach in English football and possibly the world. I'm, I'm not, not, I'm not afraid one bit. I'm not saying necessarily next season will they win the league. I'm saying going forward with all that youth, oh, do they be, going forward? They'll be amazing. They will. It'll depend on whether City keeps up with that type of investing in young players. If they do kind of go down, and like Phil Foden is going to be that focal point for Manchester City in that way. Um, but if they get guys like Upacano from Leipzig, you know, or Kaladu Kulabali, that's a, a big target that City have had. I mean, they can, if they invest in those 23, 24 year old players that are worth like 30 million that are great bargain for the age and player and talent they are, then that's how they'll be equal to Chelsea. But, mm -hmm. um, and Liverpool should be thinking the same thing. We have great academy products coming up the ranks, of course. So that's kind of taken care of in a way, but it's, City has to really, I think, catch up with Chelsea. Not catch up, but just kind of be on par with Chelsea yeah. now's respects. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I'm looking at what they have on that team with those people they've added, plus having Kalisic, and then also having all like Hudson Adoy is still sitting there. He's been injured. He's coming back. It kind of scare me. Yeah. Kind, kind of scare me like three years from now. And that's all I really wanted to talk about. Okay, uh, game on. Game on. <laughs> So Alec leads nine to five, and we now go into the third quarter. And so the third quarter format will be the tail of the tape. And this is where players are given the names of two subjects in sports beforehand, and then are asked questions regarding the comparison of those two subjects. Each pair is going to be asked four questions in this fashion, and each are going to be worth a point. Double trouble rules applied. This will be your last chance to use them too. So your two double troubles have to be used or not you don't have to use them but this is your last chance to use both of your double troubles if you choose to play them and the we two, can't use the double troubles in the fourth quarter no 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 double oh. troubles in the fourth quarter for a reason i will explain later third quarter though nine to five alec oh, leads nice. and chris is behind so he will get first dibs 
on the first question and the comparison between the two teams, two teams today, and they are none other than Alex beloved Sacramento Kings and Chris's beloved Los Angeles Clippers. Oh, comparison, comparison of those two teams. Two so, story franchises. Chris, here's your first question. Here's your first question regarding the two teams and the comparison wise. Okay. Which team has the player with the most rebounds in a season in their respective franchise's history? So not not on their current roster, like we're talking all time. All time. And did that player have to have that many rebounds on their team? While they and yeah, in the season team? for that team. In the season. In the season for that team. A franchise. Uh, I'm going to say the Kings. Kings is correct. Kings is correct. 16,668 rebounds by Jerry Lucas in the 65-66 season. The Clippers is most of all time in their history was DeAndre Jordan with 1,226 in the 14-15 NBA season. So that is a point to Chris there. It is 9-6. Now, Alec's turn. Mm -hmm. Alec? Which team has the better all-time win percentage? Oh, boy. <laughs> I would... <laughs> You're really playing... Oh, this is just pick your poison. <laughs> it's... I cannot express this enough. It's literally the two worst franchises in history. <laughs> Who's got the bigger, better win percentage, though? Uh, I would have to think Clippers because of just their success lately. Is it Clippers? Clippers, all-time win percentage, 41%. Sacramento Kings, 45.6%. You oh, are oh, incorrect. I knew it. What? We have a... How? We, the we, Kings we have were, the greater we all-time win percentage. Historically low for 40 years straight. Yeah. Yeah, but so, but so are we. <laughs> no, no, you, you had your early 2000s glory. Yeah, but you have your, like last eight years glory I, I was like trying to think okay because of the chris paul blake griffin deandre era leading into this era like maybe no but... that's why we were that bad for that long you drafted michael olabakandi i mean that's how bad things were for the clippers yeah we drafted jimmer fredette buddy <laughs> <laughs> all right so alec no points there for alec there that's a rarity chris this is your question <laughs> chance to catch up don't Chris, up like that. Chris, who has more all-star selections in the 21st century? 21st century? Is this total, or is this like individual players that were selected as all-stars? Individual, individual players, yeah. I'm going to go with the Kings again. <clears throat> the Kings had five selections. Clippers had six. Oh. Clippers <laughs> had six. Oh, five. <laughs> five of the Kings were Demarcus Cousins, Brad Miller, Peja, Vladi, Chris Webber. For the Clippers, it was Kawhi Leonard, DeAndre Jordan, Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, Elton Brand, and guess who? Chris Kamen. Was yeah, I knew that. I actually, I actually forgot that DJ was an all-star. That... Yeah. I think, I think Chris Archer kind of looks like Chris Kamen. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. Question number four. This is for Alec. Which yeah. team? Which team 
as the current active player with more guaranteed money than the other. Oh. I'm trying to think who we're paying on the Kings. <laughs> oh. Okay. Oh, this is this is that's like the most depressing question you could have. <laughs> um, I know we're paying Harrison Barnes a lot of money, but not as much as Kawhi. I know we're paying Buddy Healed a lot of money, but I don't know if it's as much as oh guaranteed money. Is it guaranteed money from the start of their contract or from where they are at this point? Total money guaranteed. In their contract. In their contract. Okay. Uh, I think it's the Kings. Kings are paying Buddy Heald $90.9 million guaranteed. Uh-huh. The Clippers are paying Paul George $68.5 million. You're correct, Alec. Ah, that feel like a win. <laughs> it is 10 to 6 to Mr. Phillips. Now it is Chris's turn. Chris, which team has had the most head coaches in the 21st century? Oh that my is god. Fast. <laughs> um, I got to go with the Kings again. We've had Doc for a while and we had Del Negro for a few years before that. So I got to go with the Kings. A lot of coaches. <laughs> Kings have had 11 coaches. The Clippers have oh. had eight. <laughs> Chris is uh, correct. The Kings have had 11 coaches in 21 years. Would you, would you, let, me, years. Would you let me have the spotlight and name those 11 coaches? Rick Adelman, Eric Musselman, Reggie Theus, Kenny Nat, Paul Westfall, Keith Smart, Mike Malone, George Carl, Tyrone Corbin, Dave Yeager, and Luke Walton. Oh my god. And yet somehow I feel like our current coach is the worst one. <laughs> <laughs> Even over George Carl? Okay, see George Carl is objectively great coach. Yeah, I'm, objectively I'm great coach that also ran DeMarcus Cousins out of town. Yeah. So, like, it's kind of like give and take, considering that Luke Walton took a team that was primed to, like, make the playoffs because they had so many good young players and somehow found a way to then regress them to possibly being the worst team in the bubble. Well, the well, the West was loaded. That's the problem. They weren't, they weren't the Wizards. No. Okay, the Wizards were the, the Wizards. worst team in the bubble. <laughs> yeah, but the Wizards also are like, oh, but John Wall's coming back. My thing is like, oh, we didn't re-sign Harry Giles because we didn't want to, and he looked pretty good. Also, De'Aaron Fox probably isn't going to re-sign at the end of his contract. We're also paying Harrison Barnes and Buddy Heald $170 million. So, you know. <laughs> Harrison right. Barnes Harrison Barnes has a, <laughs> the worst contract in the NBA. Harrison Barnes oh, totally. is bag secure, and frankly, I kind of <laughs> except he's on my team. No, no, I All respect right. the hustle. I respect the hustle, absolutely. All right, so that makes the score 10-7 in favor of Alex still. But it is now Alex's question. Question number six for Alec. Rick Adelman and Doc Rivers have earned the most wins for their respective teams during this era, but who has more wins? When you say era, you mean from the time they started coaching? From the, the 21st century, the previous mentioned era. Okay. Um, I think it's Doc Rivers because he was coaching longer. Kings slash Rick Adelman, 378 wins. Doc Rivers, 
356, Adelman has actually more wins in the 21st century as a coach than Doc That's Rivers. Yeah. The Kings were like a 60-win team a couple of times, weren't they? Yeah, yeah they were. They yeah. were a number one seed. Yeah. Did you, know yeah. Did you know that Peja, the year after that 60-win season, got MVP votes? He did. Wasn't he like, didn't he get like, wasn't he third in the voting? Yeah, he was third place in MVP voting. Yeah. That's pretty amazing considering how you like, we kind of saw him. Like, he was a great player or not, but like, the younger generation will look back and be like, oh, he was a role player. Yeah, he was was a great shooter. No, he was legitimately just good at basketball. Yeah, he totally was. All right, so score is still still 10-7 to Alec. Maybe Chris can get this to be within a two-point game here. Chris, here's your question. I'm going to double trouble here, Drew. All right, I'll give you the double trouble here. This is worth two points, and if you miss it, you lose two. Here we go. Which team has the home arena with the larger capacity? Uh, I think I know this one. Well, you're not guessing. (laughs) Oh, man, the heart's beating so fast. Uh, I'm trying to, like, remember... My experiences in both. <laughs> mm, yeah. Have you been uh, to the Golden Ones? Yeah, we went together. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I got to go with Staples. Staples, Clippers. Well, Golden One Center, 17,608. The Clippers, 19,060. Wow. Chris has made this a one-point game, just like that. Double trouble. I'm doubling. You're doubling for the next one too. Ooh. Wow. So if if Alec misses this question, Chris has the lead. Keep Correct. Mind. Right, I will. All right, Alec. Here we go. Here's your question for double trouble. Which team has the player with the most amount of assists in a season in their respective franchise's history? The Kings. That your final answer? Um. Yeah. Kings. Kings. 910 in a season via Tiny Archibald in the 72-73 season. The Clippers, 914 under Norm Nixon in the 83-84 season. Alec gets that wrong. Chris Archer leads for the first time today. Nine to eight. How about that? End of the third quarter. What a run from Chris Archer. It's a a Golden State Warriors-esque third quarter run. You know, oh you, you know, we can relate. It's weird. It's Alec also had a Gold Warriors esque three one series blow. <laughs> it was never th- it was never three one at any point. I can concur. It was never a three one lead for Alec at any point in the game. Just so you know, yeah, it's a three one lead right. stuff. Yeah. Drew, I totally misheard you. I, I, I'm 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 totally claiming responsibility is my fault. But what I thought you were meaning was like who had the most assists in a season in terms of like like average per game. And in my mind, I was like, I know Rondo had that insane season for the Kings. I said was, assist total. Like, I, did, I never said average. Yeah, I thought, I thought you meant average. So I was like, he had that insane season when he had 12 assists per game. So I was like, so clearly he had to have been the number one guy. I was like, that has to be better than anything the Clippers have put up. But I was wrong and I accept that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be right back. But could you like, the well, Clippers, the Clippers' most assists in a season total didn't come from Chris Paul. It came from Norm Nixon, a player that we really don't, for our generation, don't really know know much about. Which is I totally, I, to, I think I've told you this. I don't acknowledge any sports data that occurred before the '80s, 
So, <laughs> um, see, the, so the Clippers have a storied history of failure, obviously, with no individual success scattered in there. Yeah, totally. All right. Now, Chris has a nine to eight lead. So we are entering the fourth quarter now, and the format is guess who? So I, the host, will be thinking of an athlete, and the two contestants will be taking turns asking questions one at a time to try and find out that answer. Once you guess the right answer, you get five points. I will say the sport the athlete plays before you ask the questions. That you are only allowed to ask general yes or no questions. There are going to be four athletes for you two to guess on. And if the person who guesses the athlete and gets it wrong, the other will have the chance to ask more questions until eventually he gets the question right. But if he guesses wrong, the points are null and void. So I have the first athlete in mind, and the sport that the athlete plays is baseball. Ask away, Alec. Does he play in the Bay Area? No. Or has he played in the Bay Area? I mean, no. Okay. Is he African American? Yes. Now your turn, Alec. Is he currently playing? Yes. Has he won a championship, a World Series? I say. Yes, he has. Hey, don't be looking down. I see that. Yeah, I see that phone Alec, working. Alec, 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 Alec. I see that phone <laughs> who are working. You, who are you DMing? <laughs> Do not worry about it, Drew. I actually just got a WebEx. Do you know what WebEx Teams is, Drew? No. Not sure. WebEx is messaging platform. Uh, it's how we message people. I got a WebEx team message <laughs> from um, my guy. Uh, Chris knows him. You don't. His name's Andrew G. Shout out, Andrew G. Did you get a spicy meme? Oh, I got a spicy meme. Oh, oh yeah. boy. Can we? <laughs> this is not new. Okay. 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 See, see. <laughs> I have my phone here. Phone has been tossed aside. I will no longer talk to Andrew G. Good. And your question. question. Um, the, in the American League. Currently. No. National League. Okay. Chris, your question. Has he won an MVP? Yes, he has. Your go, Alec. Is he currently... Okay, wait, wait. Did he win his MVP for the team he is currently on? No. And now he has won an MVP. He has won a championship. He's African-American. Has he been on the cover of a 2K game? No. Is he in the NL South? There's no such that doesn't thing. exist. No, I, dude, I don't know baseball whatsoever. <laughs> oh, the NL South. The NL oh, South. Damn. Drew, I, <laughs> you sound like me talking <laughs> soccer. You sound like me talking soccer. That's what, <laughs> that's what I felt during that Champions that. League topic. Well, so the answer to that question is a no. Good to know. Moving forward, <laughs> Chris, your go. Um, hmm. Did he play in the decade from 2000 to 2010? No. Alec, what shall you ask? <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, 
Is he in his 30s currently? He's not in his 30s, no. Chris. Is he an infielder? No. This is not my category. Um, I feel like me asking you a question to clarify this helps Chris. So are you having a good day, Drew? Well, hey, it's a question. I certainly am. Yes. <laughs> good. Glad to hear it. <laughs> you, too, you too. Chris, would you like to guess now? Um, wait, 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 wait. That was your question. No, I have a question. Not, not about this. Did Chris ask earlier if it was David Ortiz? No, he never. That was no a different question. Nobody's David guessed. Ortiz isn't in the isn't in the MLB yet. Or, Sorry, I was trying to call if you asked that earlier. I don't know why I thought you did that. Chris, that was a different question. Time in. Does he play in the NL East? No. So that would lead me to believe he's in the NL West. Um, or Central. <laughs> I didn't know that existed. Um. <laughs> Bum, 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 bum. Does he play in the NL West? Yes. Oh. Oh? Has <laughs> he had a revelation? While he, while he sips his Guinness? Maybe. <laughs> you, get to, you get to guess. No. no I'm not going guess. to. He guessed his question. <laughs> he asked his question. Your oh. turn, Chris. Mookie Betts. That is correct. That's exactly Chris what I was going to say. I'm pissed. <laughs> Chris Archer puts five points after guessing Mookie Betts. It is 14 to 8 in favor of Mr. Archer. A great Wait, guess. I asked, I asked you, didn't I ask you if he won his MVP for the team he's currently on? No, he's, he's with the, the Dodgers. Dodgers. He, he won his yeah, MVP with won, the Red Sox. Exactly. Yeah, but, but didn't I ask you if he won the MVP on the team he's currently on and you said yes? He said no. no. I said no. Oh. I said no. That yeah. checks. Drew. <laughs> All right, so Chris now leads 14 to 8. Huh. Next athlete plays football. So if Chris wins any of these, he wins. Um, yep, he'd be up 11 and you would have no chance to come back. Wow. Hmm. So it's I it's my guess, right? Yes. Okay. So he plays football. Um, these are all current players, right? Like this is a current, yeah. Okay. Um, does does he play in the NFC? No, Alec. Is he a quarterback? No. Is he a running back? No. Is he a receiver? Yes. Did he play in the decade from two thousand to two thousand ten? No. Because he had an all-pro season. Yes, two all-pros. Two all-pros. Does he play in the NFC South? No. You did already ask if he played in the NFC, and I said no. Oh, shoot. Yeah. (laughs) Alec, your turn. Yeah. Mm. Is he still playing for the team he was drafted by? Yes. I have an idea. Has he won a Super Bowl? Yes. Uh, 
golly, golly. Because I feel like if I ask a question, then it's going to narrow it down and then Chris is going to get it. Oh, man. That's where strategy comes in. This is, okay. I, I'm sorry, Drew. This is going to be bad radio, but I got to think this through. Um, We're not doing a radio show. It's a podcast. Yeah, baby. Um, Not life. Okay, I'm going to guess, Drew. I guess. Here is, we go. Is it Tyreek Hill? That is correct. Yes, it is, baby. <laughs> wow. That is correct. That was a quick guess, sir. Well done. Score now. Chris leads 14-13. Two athletes to go. Third athlete, formerly played basketball. Go ahead, Chris. Oh, I go? Yeah, you go. Go ahead. Okay. Formerly played basketball. Um, did he retire in the last five years? Um, yes. Did he win a championship? Yes. Christopher mm-hmm. Archer. Your go. Did he win more than four championships? No. <laughs> he really yeah. tried to narrow that down. Very specific number. <laughs> Did he retire on the team he won a championship for? Technically, yes. Technically, yes. Why, why am I allowed to ask why is it technically? I, I meant like, did he win a team? Did he retire on a team he won a championship for is like what I meant by that. It's interesting because this player was offered like a one-day contract to retire with it, that team he won why a championship for. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Uh, wait i'm blanking here um and alec clearly knows the answer (laughs) that's the technicality that i was trying to clarify but what if i don't um wait actually i because the player i thought okay never mind just yeah (laughs) your it's your go chris yeah i'm thinking he got a one-day contract to retire with the team that he won a championship with you said a one-day contract, right? Not a one-year yes. contract? Okay. Retired within the past. Tony Parker. No. Alec, do you want to take this? I have an idea, Drew. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> oh, boy. Who is it? Is it Paul Pierce? That is correct. Alec takes the lead again. 18-14. Oh, favor of the man from Elk Grove, final athlete. Everything up for grabs here. The final athlete plays basketball. I love that. Good question. Chris is behind, so go ahead. Okay. Another basketball player. Does he play in the East? Yes. Has he won a championship? No. That could be anybody. Has he been an all star? Four yes. times. Oh, no. Was he drafted later than 2015? Yes. Is he taller than six foot seven? No. Alec, what do you think? Because I just get these names like popping up in my head. Um, was he an all-star this year? Yes. An East all-star this year drafted after 2015. Drew, I have a name in my head, but I'm so scared to say it. <laughs> what do you want to do? What do you want to do, Chris? 
Oh boy. Um, I've also got a name in my head and I'm really thinking about saying it. <laughs> uh, and if I don't say it, I think you will and I'll really kick myself if you get it right on the same thing that I'm thinking of. Um, Scared money doesn't make money, Chris. True. Closed mouth doesn't get fed. Is he a that's point a guard? Yes. Oh, that screws me because I was thinking of a shooting guard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Just out of curiosity, Chris, were you thinking of a shooting guard? No, I was thinking of a point guard. Oh. Which what it is a point guard. guard. What shooting guard were you thinking of? Wait. Never mind. I'll, I'll tell you after. Um, what do you got, Alec? You want to guess? I'm going to do the same thing I did last one, right? I need to like really hunker down and think about this for a second. Um, point guard in the East who made an all-star game. I have a question I could still ask, but I'm not going to do it yet. Um, we'll go by team. Um, point guard in the East. Who are the all-stars? Right now we just really have to avoid giving asking for the clue to give it to the other person. That's the real <laughs> That's exactly right what now. I'm doing because I have a I have a question that I could ask right now that I feel like will really illuminate it. Yeah, but I didn't ask it. <laughs> um, so Bucks no, Raptors no, Celtics maybe, Orlando no, Pacers no. Uh, Drew. Okay, I'm gonna hate myself. I'm gonna hate myself for passing. Wait, wait. <laughs> Screw it. I'm gonna ask a question, and then I'm gonna be mad at myself. Okay, are they still, what is it? Are they, st- are they still in the playoffs? No. Oh, I know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know uh, who it is? Because two people fit this description. I think you're forgetting about someone. There are two people that fit this description, and that's um, what I'm teetering on. But I, th- but I think I know which one Drew would pick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris, what do you want to do? Guess? Or ask. Oh man, this is really fudge. Um, because if I don't guess, then Alec is gonna guess, and he's gonna probably he's gonna have the same odds that I will. If you ask the one that I'm thinking about and it's not right, then I'm really just screwed. So, all right, we need a we need a decision. The audience is on their feet or on the edge of their seats. All-star I mean. <laughs> in the East, drafted after 2015, not still in the playoffs. I don't know why you asked that. I don't think any of the East point guards are still in the playoffs that were All-Stars. Or was Kemba? I don't know. Um, or Kyle Lowry okay. was, I guess. But not right, drafted within the last five on. years. I'll let you know. I was thinking Thank Kemba. You. Okay. Um. I am going to say Trey Young. Christopher Fain Archer, you have won game one of this five-game series. Trey Young was indeed the correct answer. That that one was tedious at the end. Yeah, because the other one would have been Ben Simmons. Okay, so I was going to say Ben Simmons before I asked that last question. Yeah, and that's why I couldn't separate the two, and I also had Kemba on my mind, so I had those three. I'm like, I'm not going to take the thirty percent odds with. That. 
1918, the final. Why'd that last question take Ben Simmons out of the running for you? It took Kemba out of the running, and then I was like, it's between Trey and Ben Simmons, and I was like, you're going to eliminate one of them. So Trey Young was the correct answer, and with that, Chris takes game one of this, what should Mm -hmm. be compelling five-game series. Good old AL NLDS style five-game series. 1918, Uh. after we had questions on John Elway, Drake, Things looked bleak for Chris, but he turned it right around. Just like things looked bleak. I'm kicking myself for not knowing any of the the, the King's questions, the assist one. Yeah. That was the turning point in this. That was that gave Chris the lead. Yeah, that's kind of when I when I he kicked it on a little bit. Any final thoughts? I am very any excited. Hot takes? I'm uh, hot takes. Oh boy, I think. Hmm. Drew, or Chris, give your hot take first. You won. You get first takes. Yeah, you get FaceTime. You get around what? the horn FaceTime. Hot take on what? Rockets give and me. six? And any of your hot takes. Any of their hot takes. Shoot it right away. Shoot Rockets are going to win. Rockets are going to win. Hot take. Rockets right. are going to win the series. Not tonight. They're not going to win the game tonight, but they're going to win the series. Okay. I see. I find. I mean. I think game one's just. I f- I feel kind of hopeless for Houston game one tonight. I think we can all concur on that. Yeah, but I feel. I yeah. couldn't also help but notice, in the group text we had, Chris Archer with the Thunder going to the conference finals. How do you <laughs> feel about that? <laughs> well, honestly, I I say some takes just to get a rise out of you too. Um, <laughs> But you know what? At the beginning of the season, I said the the Thunder are going to make the playoffs, and no one believed me. So I I won that take. Um, All right, point two percent of a chance to make the playoffs. Off, pretty, but you know, pretty fascinating. Point two percent of a chance to get in the playoffs. The Gilgis Alexander effect. It is totally. I love Shea so much. I like his hair. His new hair is kind of cool. I think just fantastic. <laughs> Fro, it's the old school like fro with the headband combo, which I kind of I kind of dig, old yeah. school retro style. Drew, I have yeah. one last before we go, and I don't oh, think man. you're gonna like it, and it's a very hot, hot, spicy take. What do we it, has to do with it has to do with soccer. Right. It has nothing to do with either of our teams, which is probably not what you expected. I think that Leroy Sané within this decade wins a Ballon d'Or. Robert Lewandowski on the same team, and that's why, that is why I think he'll win it. That's why you think he'll win it, because I think he's going to get an insane amount of goals and assists. That's why I think, like in terms of like goal creation, he'll not like next season, but at some point this decade, I think he's going to be kicking it into like his highest gear while Lewandowski's kind of on the come down, and he's going to be the emphasis of that attack. Just to my, keep in mind, he has to go up against Kylian Mbappe, who has more of the social media outreach these days too. So, and and I wish him the best. <laughs> you do. You your your former compatriot. You really do wish him the best. One of Pep's yeah. one of Pep's uh, omissions, frequent omissions in his lineup yeah. on a week to week basis. It, it hurts me. I've told you many times. Yeah, can imagine. Anyways, thank you for playing. We will be back next week. For game two, Thank I will you. obviously make the questions a little bit more to your style, especially the first half. I there will ask those accordingly, as I will get. Okay. I just I wanted to set the high bar 
And no, we're stupid. Trust me. <laughs> Understood. You know, we came out of it with decent totals. So the first was a little rough, but we won. Hey, it came down to the last question. That's how you know Drew's doing something right. Yeah. Yeah. Keep the suspense with our audience. Sure, indeed. All right. Thank you two for joining. And to the rest of all of you, don't go chasing waterfalls. What's the number one thing you think of when you hear crispy? Chicken. <laughs> but what kind of chicken? A Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. Oh, it's not KFC? Wow. No. Oh, no. I'm sorry. You guys hear crispy and don't think Bud Light? Okay. I immediately think crispy boys. <laughs> <laughs>